Greetings, welcome to Second Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. I'm Sean. And I'm Jason. Sean, what are we having for Second Breakfast? Well, before we can have Second Breakfast, we need to explain what Second Breakfast is to these these non-hobbits. That's true, that's true. They don't know about Eleven Seas or luncheon either. See, here in the Shire, we have a special time of day called Second Breakfast, and it's where we sit down in front of microphones and we talk about the new Amazon original series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Show has not yet started, so uh, Second Breakfast is a little weird today, but we're just kind of doing a little, a little yeah, intro. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. We get, introduce get ourselves. To know us, we talk about what we're gonna. What the show's gonna be about and what we're excited for and stuff like that yeah well what i think is nice about this is even if you've never really heard anything lord of the rings you kind of only watched it once you know you don't know anything about the books i think it'll be cool because it's going to be something that you can get into without needing any prior knowledge this show's going to be coming out uh weekly uh on i believe saturdays uh, the first week, Amazon is dropping two episodes, so I, I think we'll probably do one on Saturday and then maybe one towards the middle of the week. Okay. But, uh, normally, you guys come to, uh, I don't actually have an Anchor page for you guys yet because you can't, you don't get the, the Anchor, uh, page name until you've uploaded an episode, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I assume it'll be something like anchor.fm slash, uh, second breakfast. Something or just like go that. To, we'll have it. Uh, that's every Saturday. That's where you're going to be able to find these episodes. Yeah. Before we start to talk about this show, I wanted to give a little bit of an introduction as to who like we are and our Lord of the Rings background. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that sounds I have a kind of, I have a kind of fun story. Uh, so, but I, I want to start with you because kind of the, the idea behind this show as well is that I'm a big fan of the movies and obviously you're also a big fan of the movies, Yeah. but yeah. you also know more book stuff as well and i don't know yeah. like anything from <laughs> yeah so, i don't know if you want to start i mean i started with um the movies because back when the movies came out i was like in elementary school and so mm-hmm. watched those with my parents and was like a huge fan um and then i read the hobbit in like middle school um really really liked it and then um i remember going to go see the Lord of the Rings because they were doing another theater run with like the director's cut or like the extended edition um, in theaters. And Mm -hmm. I remember we went to go see it and it was like this theater that was in a mall. And so I'm thinking like, Oh, you know, it's, it's just like a, a rerun. Nothing crazy is going to (laughs) happen. You know, it's just, it's just a run of the mill, you know, whatever. Right. We go in and like everybody else in the theater besides me and my mom, I'm like 13 and everyone else in the theater besides me and my mom are dressed up like orcs and elves (laughs) and like people have like literal real swords in there. I'm like, how the (laughs) hell did you get these in dude? Like it was so crazy, but it was so cool too. Right? Like, because I was so young at that age when those movies came out, I completely missed that. Right? So it was really cool being Mm -hmm. able to kind of relive an opening night of those movies way later um so yeah that was really cool and that's what got me kind of just down the path of you know wanting to consume anything and everything about the series um and so i immediately went to the library like later that week and read uh the children of hurin and like that book is like one of the most depressing things ever (laughs) it's completely different to lord of the rings but i was still hooked and uh also was a really hard uh book to read 
Uh, thankfully, I had like a really high reading level even when I was like 13. So that was cool. Yeah, because that's not even like the main story, right? That's part of the Silmarillion and all that. So I'm sure yeah. that's written in a certain way that isn't as digestible as well, the, the main Because he, he throws so many different names and places at you that are completely yeah. not familiar to me in any way, right? Because it's, it's yeah. going from the third age to the first age. There's not really anything to really bridge that gap for you. So, like, you're having to remember all these names, and all of them are so similar because of how, like, names work in the Legendarium, like, the whole collection of everything. So, um, yeah, it was really hard, but it was really worth it. And, uh, yeah, I even even, like, before the show was announced, I would just, you know, while I'm working, because I, I, I work from home, just... Mm -hmm. listening to all different types of people just you know doing a breakdown of a character or like of a time period or and there's so many mm -hmm. different really cool youtube channels that do stuff like that and so yeah i've just um yeah i just pretty much consume anything and everything lord of the rings and so <laughs> I, i'm excited i'm somebody who likes the hobbit movies um i'm somebody who you know i just pretty much anything and everything lord of the rings i'm i'm pretty much a fan of it so um i'm excited for the show um i think their marketing team sucks but that's amazon <laughs> you know i i yeah, can't they really don't do a good job for wheel of time either yeah i can't really expect like the marketing people to be because like when you think about like when the movies came out like mm -hmm. the marketing for that didn't really need to be good right so like they just like played it safe you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like the with, with the old yeah. marketing whereas like nowadays it's like you just just constant youtube ads twitch ads like all this stuff everywhere you know you got tiktok ads instagram ads and stuff so it's like i can't expect the same level of like love or like even even just for like marketing like interviews and all this stuff like not every single person involved with the project is actually going to be super invested in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I give them a bit of a pass, even though a lot of the marketing has been really uh, just straight up cringe. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I'm really excited for the show. Um, and I'm really glad that uh, we both talked each other into doing this podcast. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's really what happened, isn't it? It's kind of back and forth of like man, I want to cover this show, but you know what? I don't know if I have the time. And then, you know, Sean, we could cover it. We could do it. It's only eight episodes. I'm like, oh, there's only eight episodes. On, and then it's like, dude. And then there's two to oh. start. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really scared when I thought there was going to be three to start because that is the Amazon, like, standard. Yeah. Um, that's just a lot. I'm so glad. I'm so glad it's, it's just literally time. like a whole nother Lord of the Rings movie. Like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for real. So I'm actually interested, This, the, uh, when you went with your mom to see the movies again, like you were talking about, uh, mm. was that all the movies or was it just... It was all three. So like it was like a weekend thing where like... Okay. It was like Friday they did Fellowship, Saturday they did Two Towers, and then uh, mm. Sunday they did Return of the King. Was this... Because you said you were like 13 and you and I are around the same age. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're just a little bit older than me. Was this around when the first Hobbit movie was coming out? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Because it's funny, so my experience with Lord of the Rings is obviously growing up, like, like I was born in 99, the first movie comes out in 2001, like, mm -hmm. by the time I'm, like, walking and talking, Lord of the Rings is already 
a massive part of the pop culture, right? Right, exactly. Like, beyond yeah. just being these books, these movies have made it something so much more. Um, and I'm a massive, massive fantasy fan. I read all sorts of books when I was younger. You know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, younger books like Harry Potter and Percy Jackson and uh, yeah, yeah. Last Apprentice, that kind of stuff. But um, I haven't read Lord of the Rings, which is actually like it's on my TBR. Yeah, I I have read Lord of the Rings. I guess I I guess I forgot to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I haven't read Lord of the Rings, which is surprising because, like I said, I read like the entirety fourteen book saga of Wheel of Time, and I feel like if you read that, you can read anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Uh, it, I, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to Lord of the Rings. That's really good. In in middle school, uh, I read The Hobbit, mm. and I adored The Hobbit. Uh, and this was the year that the new movie was coming out and I had like, I, I had knowledge of Lord of the Rings at that point, like existing as a human being, you know, you kind of, right. Pick it up. Right. But I, I don't Just know that I'd ever names. actually seen. Yeah. I don't know that I'd actually ever actually seen one of the movies all the way through. Mm. And then because the Hobbit was coming out, my local movie theater did a back to back showing of all three extended. Editions. Oh, geez. <laughs> and my friend is a massive Lord of the Rings fan and his dad took like four or five of us and we went on like a Saturday and watched all three Lord of the Rings movies, extended editions. And that was my first real exposure that like I was watching it and retaining anything from it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Like as an, your actual own person, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And that was an insane experience. It was so awesome. It was like from noon to midnight. Like, yeah, it was, it was great. Literally later tonight, I will be watching at least The Fellowship of the Ring later tonight <laughs> with one of my friends in a watch party. So I'll, awesome. I'm going to try and talk him into also starting the second movie so then I can drag him back again. <laughs> it's it's funny. I um, I I watched these movies recently with my mother for the first time. She'd never seen them. Oh, okay. And like I broke it up into like each movie into like either two or three parts. Mm, and that's okay. that's kind of fun because my mom can't sit and like you know watch a movie for that long um and I, I thought that was kind of a fun experience since these movies are like three hours four hours long like yeah looking through them and seeing like where's a good place to stop where there's yeah. like a lot of dramatic <laughs> tension to come back and it's it's a fun process it I would think. be really hard to do for the third movie because there's just so much that goes yes. on in the third movie well i think what i did for the third movie was we watched right up until the battle of pelinor then we watched the battle of pelinor straight up to like the ending kind of and then we watched the ending in the third one Dang. i think is what we did well yeah because the end of that movie is like an yeah, hour it's like an, <laughs> an hour in itself yeah yeah so. <laughs> that's awesome so now you guys kind of have an idea of i i haven't played like i will say i haven't played like any of the lord of the rings video games i had mm. um yeah that's true. i actually played my my biggest exposure to lord of the rings as a kid was probably from battle for middle earth 2 I had that. Mm, uh, that's a banger. I had, I knew like nothing about the movies, but I knew about that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. You're like, yo, uh, when when's the witch queen, the witch king yeah. gonna like uh, yeah. <laughs> throw some ice or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I played a little bit of that as a kid. Uh, I played a little bit of uh, you remember that uh, like FPS Lord of the Rings game, uh, Conquest they made. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like an FPS, but it was like a Call of Duty kind of ripoff, like. They were trying to turn it into like a PvP type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played a little bit of that. I played a little bit of um, oh, uh, sh- War in the North. I think. Okay. Yeah. 
and then I've played a little bit of Shadow of Mordor. Oh, okay, okay. And so that's those are like outside of the movies. Those that's the extent of my interaction mm. with like ex, like extenuous or whatever, like extra Lord of the Rings information or Middle Earth information comes from from those. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those don't really have like a lot of lore, and like if there no. is, it's no. not canon, and so yeah, yeah, no. it's hard. I I still whether or not they're canon or not, I think they're still enjoyable. Like I really liked both the. Uh, the shadow game shadow of mordor and shadow mm-hmm. of war i thought they were really fun um and just seeing more of like middle earth just like being brought to life in like movies or games is like really cool to me um whether or not they're like completely like lore relevant like i'm also really excited for the golem game coming out but mm-hmm. yeah i played yeah. all the battle for middle earth games i played the shadow games um i played the uh lord of the rings game that was like on like the gamecube and the playstation where it's like literally just like taking oh, the shots JRPG? from the, it's just taking shots from the movies and then yeah. like it would like transition from movie scene to in-game cut scene and stuff those were super cool um i was played that, the that one that was like the ff10 ripoff no that one is um shoot i can't remember Th- this one's more of like just like an RPG, like an action oh, RPG, okay. I guess. Okay. Like yeah. you, like almost like a hack and slash kind of, but like you want to make sure you're not getting hit. Um, cause you have like kind of like a combo bar almost. And, um, like literally the, I think, I think I remember the cover of it is literally just like Vigo Mortensen's like Aragorn. Like <laughs> it's, it's just literally Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Like it, it's not like an animation. It's his face. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just like you play like certain key parts of the movies. Like you fight the wraiths on Weathertop and like all that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I play a lot of those games. I think they're really good. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just really excited to see more of the world brought to life. Um, and yeah, hoping hoping the the show is good. <laughs> yeah, I I think we both are because we. Uh, already committed to the podcast uh i really True. hope it's good you True. know I, we, we we commissioned cover art uh done by our good friend alex um at alex big uh, alex underscore big boy i'm gonna say that again at the end and the link and everything will be yes, in the description dude. of course but we commissioned cover art it's like, so awesome there's there's some music in the works you True. Know, from True. our good friend fabio uh so like um that's uh we we've we've committed a little a little hard to the podcast so hopefully the show's good uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I think it'll be fun to go through see parts of the world brought to life and being able to you know like critique it like um saying what we like what we don't like all that type of stuff like Mm -hmm. i i know i come off as like liking everything that (laughs) we even like (laughs) talked about but yeah some of those games are really bad but i can still enjoy them for like what they are right um, yeah yeah but for sure it'll be fun and and then because i know like a lot about like what is like supposed to happen or like what happens in the books being able to like compare and contrast it and just be like yeah 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 normally this guy is like not alive or like <laughs> <laughs> because they're condensing so much yeah of the, uh, yeah yeah of the timeline uh the one other thing i want to say about the podcast is i am hoping to get some guests on i've got a couple people that i'm i i've kind of broach the water on them coming on so okay. we just need to nail down specifics of them uh would not expect anybody on the first two episodes because jason and i are gonna you know do those two the two of us like right when they come out and we're gonna yeah. start things off but then i i think 
I mean, I think I've got enough people. We might get a guest pretty much every episode after oh, dang. that. Since it's okay, only eight, okay. You know? I, I got enough people that are, are interested, I think. Uh, I, I can think of at least four off the top of my head. Um, yeah, uh, so let's transition. So this show... Uh, why don't why, here's what I want to transition into. I want to transition into Jason, since you're the kind of the lore master here. Uh, <laughs> give us a little a little background of like what's going on leading into this show, and maybe what we can like obviously without spoilers, like what we can yeah. mostly expect to see in the show. Yeah. So basically, um, the show's only about the Second Age, um, which yeah, for anyone who's only ever seen the movies. Um, that those movies are in the third age. So this is a whole age before. <laughs> so, uh, thousands of years before the second age is like 4,000 years. Um, mm-hmm. and what starts the second age is actually the fall of Morgoth. Um, who's like the original baddie, right? Uh, he, mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels drawn, um, between him and Satan. Like he's very much like a, uh, angel fall from grace type deal. Um, like he's, essentially a god like lowercase g um mm-hmm. and then got like eru who's like uppercase g basically <laughs> is like yo what are you doing bro and then they but honestly like morgoth almost completely takes over all of middle earth um in conquest of what are called the silmarils um okay and the silmarillion the silmarillion from the okay, silmarillion okay. yeah so they're ba- basically they're these jewels and uh they're like like you know how in the movies people see the the ring and they're like oh my god i need it but like in an evil way those are like mm-hmm. so beautiful that like everybody is just like wow like it, it, in like a non-evil way i guess right like it might awaken like greed or like something in some people but like it's not inherently evil right so mm-hmm. um yeah, basically what ends up happening at the end of the First Age is what's called the War of Wrath. Um, and basically it's when Morgoth, like, launches an assault on, like, all of, uh, it's not, like, Middle-Earth as you know it, it's called Beleriand. Um, so it's a completely different continent that actually ends up being sunk it, because oh, the shit. war is so crazy. Like, okay. uh, the... They're called the Valar, which are kind of like the like angels or lowercase g yeah, gods. Yeah. Those they come across the water and are basically bailing out all of Middle Earth because like so many different uh, kingdoms, like full on kingdoms of elves and dwarves and men, are just being killed, like beaten, uh-huh. drove from their lands. Like it is dire situation, and. Uh, Basically, they they get the Valar to come and bail them out, um, and they come and they beat all of Morgoth's um, people, and are basically like, "Yo, okay, like th- this whole continent is is just destroyed, like completely sunk, almost. There's like one like hilltop or whatever that still stands from it." The second age is at the very end when Morgoth is defeated and thrown out into what's called like the void or like through the doors of night. It's like essentially out of the universe, I guess you could say, like um into unreality. Yeah, basically into out out of the universe where anything exists, right? Um Yeah, yeah, where your Zora's so, hanging out. Basically jail. He's just in jail, okay. right? Like in a in a <laughs> void. Jail. He's in a void jail, 
right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then the Valar are like, hey, like elves, come with us back to essentially heaven. And uh, a lot of them do, but certain key figures that even if you've only seen the um, the, the movies, like Galadriel, Elrond, uh, like Galadriel's husband, Celeborn, Celebrimbor, Gil-Galad, all these characters that are going to be in there in the, in the show, um, they decide to stay. And like some of their people stay with them and they create these kingdoms. And basically the beginning of the Second Age is them, you know, rebuilding and places like um like linden are are um created and uh i can't even think what the name is called right now way later um elrond uh founds rivendell and galadriel and Celeborn go across the mountains to then there's there's so many damn names in this Lothlorien. Oh my god. So they they create Lothlorien and so you'll the forest see, place? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. um throughout throughout this time, that's when all of these things happen. Um and yeah, basically it's Sauron versus uh men, elves, and dwarves, right? Like I, I would say like Sauron, if you've only ever seen the movies, Sauron. He's just kind of not really there, right? Like his influence mm -hmm. is everywhere. You can see it everywhere. You can feel it. You hear it. All that type of stuff. But you never really see him, right? Whereas in mm -hmm. the Second Age, you'll see him. Like he goes places. Like he's <laughs> in it. He's a part of it. And he's he's pretty badass, he's a right? Yeah, like... he's, he's actually pretty badass in in the second uh in the, in the Second Age. So, um, like that's what everybody says about um about Lord of the Rings is that like Sauron isn't really much of a character. He's more of a force. Yeah. And, he, he just, you know, stays in his, in his tower, like in the books, like he it's, they never say he's a flaming eye. Right. But like to yeah, get yeah. In, in, when you're having like a movie where, you know, there's this big baddie and he just stays in his tower the whole time. Yeah. It kind of seems, <laughs> makes him seem more lame. So if you, you need something to visualize, if he's, it yeah, well. if he's visualizing a big flaming eye and like, so it seems it's more cool. like he's bound to the tower, right? Like it, it makes it a lot more cool. So, um, yeah, basically, um, it's the beginning of a lot of play, like a lot of types of people and places that you might be familiar with, like, you know, uh, Rivendell and uh, Casa Doom and uh, or like Moria is what it's called later. Um, and then also seeing like where Aragorn's people are from, the Numenorians and, and actual mm -hmm. Numenor and, and all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where they jump to and from, like how much backstory they show of the first stage because they don't have the rights to it. But I don't yeah. know how you can really... <laughs> I'm sure they could allude to it in certain ways, not just like full on like showing parts of it. In some of the trailers, some people think that there is some stuff that happens even like at the very beginning of the first age, um, where like the and elves. And we'll talk are, about the trailers. Yeah, in a bit. yeah, where yeah. like the elves are traveling from heaven to Middle Earth, essentially, and like all this stuff. So, um, yeah, so. It, it it will be cool to see what they do with the timeline because the second age is supposed to be 4,000 years long. It's the longest age that's actually given in numbers. So, um, as far as the numbers go. So, like, 
first age, like before the first age, the, those years are like one year is like 20 years. <laughs> so it's weird, <laughs> but it's, it's the longest as far as from the first, second and third age. But yeah. So it'll, it'll be cool. All right. With the, uh, with the kind of foundation laid, uh, what we want to do now is kind of talk about the trailers that have been put out. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was uh, kind of scrambling to put the last few things together before we started recording the, this, and I actually forgot to rewatch the trailers. Okay. <laughs> um, and I still haven't seen the newest trailer. So uh, actually, mm. I think what we're, we'll do now is we'll turn this into a, like a segment of the show. Uh, my my mistake. And uh, I think maybe we'll watch each trailer of the like three main ones and then okay. talk about each one. Okay. Um, so we'll start with the main teaser. Uh, we'll watch it. And obviously I'll cut the part out where we watch it. So if you guys want to pause really quick and go watch the main teaser again, feel free to go do that. And then uh, we're going to talk about that one. And then we'll talk about the San Diego Comic-Con trailer. And we'll talk about the official trailer that just came out. All right. So uh, that first main teaser i really like that teaser a lot um i think that teaser does a really good job of like i mean like really what they're trying to do with that teaser is like we got the visuals you know yeah (laughs) it's just landscape shot after landscape shot and just like these beautiful gorgeous cities and like and like actions and sequences that look engaging like the horse charge looks very good it's very like you know trying them kind of reminiscent of like the um charge and like return of the king like yeah well i think it also does a good job of introducing you into all the different people that you're gonna see yeah the Um, different races and the different because this is a stacked cast i mean i think like what 20 plus characters is what they've said like yeah across all these different races well yeah because you know you gotta show like there's there's like two main area like uh there's like two main elven areas and those have like very like Gladriel, Celeborn, Gilgalad, Elrond. Like these are all like very big characters throughout the entirety of the first, second, and third age. And like that's just the elves. Like you gotta mm. you gotta do like uh gotta go with the the dwarves and stuff and, and Durin yeah. and like Casa uh, Doom and all this stuff. And then also you got the men of Numenor and then you got the men who are like actually in middle earth as well. And like, there's all this stuff. And then there's like people where, okay. Yeah. Like there could be people here. Like there's certain speculation as to, uh, you know, Oh, they might put some people in Mordor or whatever that are there pretty much just to get killed in the beginning of the show or something, you know, <laughs> yeah, that like map that has the, the Southlands right where Mordor is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. So it, it'll be a, a lot to cover. Um, yeah. And there's what's so cool about, you know, with everything with Tolkien, there's so many cool characters, a lot of really cool names too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Will be a lot easier if you've never like, read the books or anything is putting the faces to the names i think will help a yeah. lot um they're fun to say names too like when he goes galadriel i'm like oh yeah god that's fun that's just a fun name it is say. a good name yeah <laughs> and i much prefer galadriel to galadriel or whatever like yeah you know, like it's it's so much more fun to say it with kind of that elf intonation yeah yeah it's like uh quenya or sindar in one of the two <laughs> mm. One of the other things this trailer really is getting across is like kind of a, a tone that um, things are all right right now, 
but the shadow of the enemy looms over us. You know, yeah. like we're kind of having a good time right now, but shit's about to get really bad. Mm. Uh, and that I, I think this trailer does a very good job of capturing that as well. Uh, I really like the song that they're singing during the trailer. I really hope that this show does a lot of songs. Cause I know that's something that people like about the books is I always hear like, there's a song break every like, 15 pages or whatever you mm-hmm. know in in lord of the rings so like i like that was it i think the the song behind this trailer was very nice and i'd like i'd like more of that i think throughout the show yeah that that's something that i mean even from just like the movies and stuff when you instantly hear like the i don't know what the the instrument is but the instrument that's like for the yeah. shire right like whatever like yeah, loop yeah. or something they use or something you know like it's instantly recognizable that this is the place that you're in this is the area that you're in and you can use that in your storytelling to instantly okay i know where i am now because of literally what the music is even if i can only see exactly like a part of a building and it's like blocking the shot as it goes and then sweeps to what i'm actually supposed to see so yeah i hope the music sure. is really good I'm excited for that too. There were two specific shots in this I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I obviously there's the Meteor Man thing. I actually want to save that until we've gone through all the trailers, and then we can just because I think the Meteor Man thing is like the thing that everybody is is theorizing about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because so I think we kind very much not in the <laughs> yeah not yeah. in the canon. So we'll we'll kind of talk about that at the end. But um, I wanted to ask, first of all, I mean, you were talking about, like, what might they show from the first age? My understanding is that the two trees with the light is a first age thing, and we do get a shot of that. It's actually not even a first age thing. It's the age of the trees. Is it not? Is that Um, before the first age? It's what what starts the first age. So before the first age is the age of the trees. Um, So do you think think they could show before the first age? Maybe maybe if they're like, no first age. And they're like, ha, 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 they don't know about the other ages. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That would be funny. But basically, there's two trees. And uh, in – so, okay, I kind of got to explain a little bit more to explain this. But basically, Middle Earth is flat. Uh, okay, okay. so if you were a flat earther in middle earth you'd actually be correct um, and at this Unlike point our world where you're wrong yeah and at this point the sun and moon don't actually exist yet um, so there's just okay. two trees and one of them is like the sun and one of them is like the moon um, oh, okay. and essentially Morgoth who's you know the original big baddie he's Sauron is like his second hand man right him and uh, a spider called Ungoliant, who is like the mother of Shelob and all other big spiders in Middle Earth. Shelob uh, is the one from Return of the King, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they destroy the trees and steal the Silmarils at the same time. Um, okay. And basically, like Ungoliant goes from like imagine like a like a normal size, not a normal size spider, but like a big spider but like not incredibly <laughs> large and then it like drinks uh-huh. the sap from these trees and be just becomes friggin enormous right okay um, okay because it wants to drink the light and it's kind of like a primordial being um because uh there's certain characters like tom bombadil and Ungoliant who are like kind of just there right like they uh-huh. weren't created by anyone specifically like they they kind of just exist on their own 
a lot of theory with Angolia is that she's like from the void. Like she is like the embodiment of the void of like entry from the prison essentially. The, right. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. She broke out of prison, <laughs> but, uh, and she just wants to devour all the light, but yeah, basically, yeah. uh, they could show some stuff. I don't, I don't know what the real, um, meaning would be of this. Like what, why would you show these trees? Because, Obviously, the trees are really important as to what happens in the first age, but they aren't necessarily super important as to what happens in the second age. Like, I don't really see a huge connection there unless they're going to, like, put, like, Celeborn there or or Celebrimbor there, I mean. Because, like, I guess if he's seeing the Silmarils or something, because, like, because, I mean, I guess we did kind of bury the lead as well when it comes to, like, as far as like what else we're gonna see in this is literally the creations of the rings of power. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that. Maybe I should have said it. I feel like it was kind of obvious, but yeah, you're gonna see Celebrimbor, the creator of the rings of power, like the elves, men, dwarves, and then obviously Sauron's gonna make the ring of power. So, um, like the One Ring. So yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure as to why they're showing it. Besides just, like, world building, right? I, I don't mm-hmm. think that there's going to be some crazy long shot of this. And I feel like maybe it might even be, like, a flashback or something. Like, I don't know. Um, like, showing, hey, here's the beautiful trees right before they're destroyed or something, right? To show, yeah. hey, even if everything looks nice, something might be happening in the shadows or something. Like, yeah. That's what I could maybe see them doing. But yeah, what was the other scene that you were wanting to... The other one that I just thought was interesting that I wanted to bring up is when uh, Galadriel is like, you haven't seen what I've seen, and then we cut to this underwater sequence with all these dead people, and there's like the red light yeah. over the ocean. That was a, I thought that was so, very striking, and I didn't know if there was a significance to that. There's a couple of theories, um, whether it's the first like kinslaying, which I, is the first age, so I, again, don't know okay. how they would do that um but basically it's the first time an an elf ever takes another elf's life oh um and they steal their boats and there's like a lot of fires and stuff and so it could be that or it could be like from the war of wrath which would make a lot more sense to me right like this is like aftermath of the war of wrath where it's like yo this continent is like underwater and like so are all these bodies and everything because it's like completely flooded like the, the okay. entire continent's been sunk. I could see it being something like that. Um, otherwise, um, maybe there's some type of. It could also be something that is like an extreme spoiler that I can't really say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or but, it could be something new. But yeah, it just it or it seemed, could be something new. Yes. It, it it seemed very striking and very interesting, and I wondered if there was any. Uh... It's one of two things that would just be like extreme spoilers. <laughs> like there's two things I'm thinking of that both have to do with men. So we'll see. <laughs> All right, let's move on then to the San Diego Comic Con trailer. This so, one, this one know. is my favorite one so far. Okay, like, I love this one. The the. The thumbnail for it is the orc who's like evilly laughing. Yeah, yeah. It looks so good. Like I remember seeing that first one, and a lot of people are pissed off about how like they're making Glad Galadriel be out like out to be a like, like a warrior. warrior I'm gonna take the reins point. type thing. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is incredibly out of character for her to be like, hey, there's other things going on that we don't know, right? Because 
is essentially the role she plays in the the third age so mm-hmm. um i think that's fine i also think it's just cool to to see like more elven combat especially if they keep it very similar to how it is in like where it's like you know legolas was just ultimate finesse in the movies you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I hope they, they that her fighting style is a lot like that if she is fighting and stuff um, I think we see a little bit of that in that first trailer, the main teaser. We see, um, I can't even think of his name, but the half elf. Um, I think he's a half elf. The the one that everybody's upset about, the black elf. Oh, um, oh, yeah. I don't remember what his name flips is because he's a new character. Yeah. But he kind of does this big flip over this beast that's right. charging him. Yeah, and it felt very yeah. Legolas. You his know, his like... stuff definitely does look very finesse. So I mm-hmm. wonder I wonder if they will keep with that with her as well. Because I feel like... I feel like she would have like a very elegant fighting style. Yeah. Um, because I mean, like she's literally not only an elf, but like a princess elf, essentially, right? So, yeah. Uh, and then like a queen elf later, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it it will be cool to see her in more of a less passive role, right? Like she she was very similar to like how Sauron is in the Third Age, where you know she's her influence is everywhere as well like she literally saves the fellowship and gives her uh nenya which literally is like the light that he uses to or not nenya nenya is the ring that she has uh i can't remember what it's called um he gives him the flask i can't even remember what it's freaking called but anyway like there's things that she did if she did not do them they would be complete things that would happen in the Lord of the Rings would be completely different, right? So, but she just stays yeah. in Lothlorien, right? Where as here, you know, everyone is migrating into what is the Middle Earth that we know from the Third Age, and um, you know, first she's over by where like the Grey Havens are, and then she travels to where Celebrimbor is, and then eventually goes over and founds Lothlorien and all this stuff. Um, so the idea that like she wouldn't have to like fight and kill dudes, I think maybe is possible if like they clear the way before she goes but i think it uh, there's no way she wouldn't not know how to fight you know yeah i, I think that she's that's like weird. the greatest you know like there's literally like orcs and like the most evil things like ever conceived in this <laughs> in this world you're telling me she doesn't know how to fight i don't know i don't really believe it's super but i also i'm just glad to see her be more than just like a passive character yeah, this trailer also really continues to like establish that that threat, that shadowy threat. I mean, we see the Eye of Sauron as as a symbol a lot throughout this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. I mean, Sauron is name dropped in the trailer, which I I think before this trailer came out, I wasn't sure if they were gonna do that. I wasn't sure if they were gonna leave the Sauron reveal for the show of like. You thought you were watching this show about this one thing, but actually it is related to what, like, yeah, you've seen before. Yeah, like if they were going to wait to speak his name or something. Yeah. Um, this trailer also has uh, Slim Shady in it, who was falsely reported by <laughs> all of the internet to be Sauron. We don't know if that's Sauron yet. Yeah. There's no, that's not, I mean, it, it, look, Slim Shady could be Sauron. Right? I'm hoping not, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping not, probably not. Because he looks like a cultist to me. And so that's another thing I wanted to touch on from this trailer is um, the cultists that we're starting to see. Uh, well, the from cultists my understanding are, of the Second Age, the cultists, that's a big I'm pretty sure thing. are... Well, okay, okay, yeah. So there's like the cultists who are like in Numenor. But then there's also 
like corrupted men or whatever, right? Like near Mordor yeah. and stuff. But then there's also like orcs. So I think some of these are literally just orcs, right? Like because one thing one thing that you don't ever see in the movies really because Sauron like does it smartly is orcs cannot be out in daylight. Oh. They're classic orcs. They can't they're they're yeah. They're afraid of the light. They're weakened by it. The sunlight, they cannot be out in sunlight, right? So yeah. if you remember in Return of the King, when, you know, Gandalf and Pippin are kind of just like sitting there like lamenting that they're here at this most terrible hour, right? Yeah. He's letting out all of this smoke billowing from Mount Doom and stuff and is covering the land in shadow, literally, because... Mm -hmm. The orcs cannot march on Minas Tirith during, with the light out. They literally could not. So a lot of these like cloaked figures and stuff are, I think, are actually going to be orcs. If you look at like the the orc that's like in the premiere shot, that's like in the thumbnail, you see that he has very similar clothes as to what these like cultists have on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think they're literally just orcs that are covering themselves, that are hiding from the sun. You see, like, in where in the scene where some people think it might literally just be Sauron walking past a bunch of these dudes with, like, hoods and yeah, stuff Yeah, with, like, on. the gauntlet and shit. Yeah, with the gauntlet. Yeah. Basically, I think those are literally just orcs. You can see in yeah, the, those in the to roof. Yeah, those to be orcs. Yeah, you can see in the roof, they kind of just have a bunch of cloth that are, like, covering. Like, yeah, it's like a, yeah. Essentially just, like, a big hole that they're in that they just put a bunch of cloth over top of. Um, and so to me, that just screams that they're orcs that are just hiding from the sun during the day and that they're having these slaves that are men uh, working. And then literally, I think they also capture the black elf character. I can't remember. I don't know what his yeah, name is. Yeah, it looks like I'm excited it, yeah. to to learn this, to like find out like these new characters and what their names are. Learn their names and stuff and remember them. And right, right. Because like I could read yeah. it a million times in some like <laughs> in some breakdown. <laughs> uh yeah. article or something but i'm not gonna remember but uh yeah. like you see he gets captured by them and he's fighting back um mm -hmm. and so yeah that that would be really cool um i, I think the orcs look so freaking good they look trailer. great that was the other thing is you know they this trailer uh they've shown us a lot of cgi mm -hmm. and now they're like but also look at our practical effects on yes. these orcs and they look incredible. Yes, they look so good. Also, at the very end of the trailer, I feel like it's literally... Oh, yeah. It's not supposed to happen. The at the end. Yeah, it's, it's not supposed to happen in this age, but I do like that they're moving it up. Because, so basically, the idea of the Second Age is that, you know, all of these places are being weakened, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Sauron is weakening men, he's weakening elves, he's uh, literally just destroying them and the dwarves end up helping and saving what is essentially rivendell um when sauron ends up attacking but and they, they lose like so many people and stuff but the uh the belrog that you see in the fellowship of the ring that ends up you know killing gandalf he's not supposed mm -hmm. to awaken until the third age um but i and do this like is that just they... like the same design too yeah right the, right in this trailer. i think that it is invoking it that it is him because when you look at the walls so like like 
the slim shady is what everybody's calling uh blows yeah. on the on the leaf right and the leaf yeah. is fine but as the leaf is falling if you look at the rocks there's a lot of silver lines through the rocks and those look like mithril which mithril okay. is only really found in Kazadun. so i think the okay. idea is is that uh, whoever this character is, is waking up the Balrog. The Balrog. And that the okay. Balrog is going to wake up and, you know, destroy Khazad-dûm in, yeah, in the, mo- in the show. Shit. Yeah, and I think, I think it will add to, you know, the fact that it's like, you know, like, men are getting killed, elves are getting killed, dwarves are getting killed. Like, it just adds to that. Everybody's in trouble, yeah. Otherwise, if it doesn't get brought into the Second Age, it happens off camera. It's kind of lame. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's never been depicted in anything, and it probably won't if not in this show, right? It's just like a... Yeah. Something that happens in the Third Age that is just... Off Something screen, that like, happens yeah. at the very beginning, right? Like, it's, it's only yeah. really in appendices and, and stuff like that. So, I think it would be really cool if it is, in fact... Uh, Durin's Bane and uh, that that's what's happening because I think that's literally what's being invoked is Durin's Bane mm-hmm. and the fact that there's Mithril in the walls and stuff so the other thing I wanted to ask you about with this trailer uh, actually there was two other things I wanted to ask you about um, but I wanted to ask you about that sword that is being formed like out of the shadows yeah, that the one person's holding it looks like a that's Morgul a- blade it looks um, kind of weird. I didn't know if you had anything about that you could expand on. Yeah, I think what I've seen a lot is people theorizing that it's a Morgul blade. Um, and is that what the Nazgul wield? Yeah, yeah. So that's what the Nazgul okay. wield. Um, and the idea that the Nazgul are going to be in the show is really cool to me. Okay. Um, obviously, the Nazgul are like the corrupted men. Um, yeah they were they're previous like kings and great men um and so if there isn't if there is ring wraiths in this it'll be really cool <laughs> uh so i was kind of under the impression from the movies that the nazgul were the nine men that got the rings that had then been corrupted is that like it was specifically those those nine men i don't know if that's correct or if this would be implying that there were more nazgul before that um i mean okay so like the nine the nine rings like do corrupt them right so it is the nine Uh rings um because like basically it just like bends them to his will right like yeah to his will he dominates the idea was that you know the nine the nine rings of power that were given to men you know, all, all the rings are given to men, elves, and dwarves. The idea was that you you would give them to the biggest and best people, right? Like kings, mm-hmm. people with tons of power, and then secretly make the one ring and then dominate all their minds at the same time, right? Yeah. Basically beating men, elves, and dwarves all at the same time. And so, um, like, the men fall... The elves perceive what is happening and quickly take them off before they can be dominated. And then dwarves, because of how dwarves were made, dwarves were not supposed to exist. But one of the lowercase g gods created them and like in secret, essentially. And then once capital G God figured out what was happening, he's like, you need to kill them. Like, this is not allowed, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because 
what had already happened is Morgoth had already become a bad guy, right? So, like, yeah, he had already become a bad guy and created orcs and trolls and all this shit in spite of mm-hmm. elves and in spite of all of these things that he knew were coming, right? And so, yeah. um, with that being in mind, the creator, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head right now. Okay, so his name is Aule. Um, and uh, he creates the dwarves, and there's only seven of them to start, which is funny, the seven dwarves. Um, and basically, um, you know, capital G God, uh, Aru, Aru is like, hey, like, why are you doing this without me? You know, I'm the only one who can create life. And he's mm-hmm. like, I just wanted to create people to, like, live in this beautiful world you know what i mean like uh, yeah i wasn't doing that i was doing this out of impatience of like men and elves being born and so uh he did this because orcs and all these terrible things already existed he did them with with making the the dwarves very like hardy and resistant to darkness and resistant to evil and all this stuff and mm-hmm. so when the dwarves get the rings of power they actually aren't fully corrupted it, it, it actually gives them more power, but it just kind of enhances their evil traits like greed and all this oh, type yeah. of things. Oh, yeah, and they dig too deep. and <laughs> Right, all this type of stuff. So they are still like evil rings, but the dwarves are able to resist them. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a long-winded way as to say, yes, <laughs> I don't... I, I could see them mi- like being like, oh, yeah, there could have been more, more ring wraiths, right? Just more humans that were corrupted by the, by, by Sauron. Cause that's well, like, those the rings exist. are a way to do that, you know? So maybe it's, those exist, it's just but that, I think it's, yeah. the rings are like another level. So like the rings, yeah. it's like, he's dominating your soul, right? Like when, mm-hmm. when Frodo slips on the ring and he sees like these ghouls and he's essentially transported into like another world yeah, uh, or like essentially the spirit realm uh he's like seeing them in their spirit forms and they still see him they they like their whole entire soul is dominated rather than being like corrupted um i think it's a bit different right like there's like evil men and there's like uh the idea is that orcs came from elves being corrupted and like when you get really into it, it's really messed up, like crossbred <laughs> and like, what um, are the mechanics of you actually doing this? Like that type yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it's pretty messed up uh, and not very, you know, <laughs> not very second breakfasty. Of yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I could see them maybe saying, Hey, there could have been, lesser ring wraiths i guess i think that would be lame i hope not but yeah (laughs) so the only other thing from this trailer that i picked up on and i think i picked up on this correctly uh i assume the shot with the white tree i assume that is in a a human area because it Mm. reminds me of the white tree of gondor yep and that's what it's Uh, supposed to invoke for sure um so those those trees were given to men um by the elves um and basically it's like a token of friendship um and like they're connect like it basically connects men elves and the valar in valinor Mm -hmm. which is like like they're trees from valinor right um and so it's like a that symbol 
and uh then the the white tree in gondor is a descendant of this tree um and that tree is like the tree in gondor is like the only surviving tree and that's why it's such a powerful symbol and that's why it matters a lot that when pippin grabs the plant here that he sees a vision of the white tree burning because that is essentially the last tree it's like if Sauron can defeat them and burn this tree and do this stuff, like, he wins, you know? Like, the the connection between men, elves, and uh, the Valar are broken. He's defeated men. He's defeated elves. He's defeated, like, the Valar. There's nothing from Valinor left. Like, he wins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All right, really quickly, I'm going to watch this official trailer because I have not yet seen it. So if anybody wants to pause and watch it as well... Uh, do so now, and then we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about uh, the Meteor Man, and then we'll wrap up. All right, that was a very cool trailer. Um, that might be my least favorite of the three, uh, just because it has a very modern feel to it. It kind of the music feels a little like it doesn't feel like that it's gonna be in the actual show. Like it was made for yeah, this trailer no. for sure. Yeah, this was definitely the trailer for like the general audience, you know? Yeah. Um some more incredible landscapes though. Uh for I don't sure. know if there was really too much in this that like I, I latched super onto. Uh I they did mention Galadriel's brother is dead, and that's kind of what sets her off on this yeah. more warlike uh lifestyle that we're seeing in these other trailers, which I think is interesting. Uh, and I, I'm excited to see expanded. Galadriel seems very uh, a little rough with her soldiers <laughs> in this. Uh, and yeah. they kind of like one of them falls and is like, "Commander, hold on!" And they're like, "No, fucking keep going!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that one definitely does not feel in character. I mean, at the same time, Galadriel is supposed to be one of the only elves ever banned back from Valinor. Like, she... and I can see it being like driven by the grief of her lost brother you know something that she overcomes over the course of the season you know like for sure yeah well i i believe that 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 brother specifically is supposed to be finrod um Mm. so yeah he he dies much earlier so i'm not sure that that's what i thought was happening as well uh like way back when we first talked about this um obviously before Mm. the podcast um, yeah. is that that was going to be a flashback of uh, Finrod essentially m- meeting... I-, I don't know if they're just kind of going to completely retcon him meeting men, or if it's just supposed to be one of her like brothers who doesn't really do as much. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if it's supposed to be like uh, Angrod or Ignor, I could see that. Um, but... If it is Finrod, Finrod's the one who, like, literally, you know the ring that Aragorn wears? It's called the Ring of yeah. Barahir. Yeah, he get, Finrod gives that to Barahir, and essentially oh, okay. it's, like, one of the very first, like, men and elf, like, alliances, essentially. Like, Finrod is being killed, and his men are being killed by orcs from Morgoth, and then uh, the men come in and save them. Um, okay. So maybe he dies of his wounds? I don't, I don't know. Uh, or mm-hmm. maybe he dies, like maybe in his dying breath, he gives it the <laughs> the ring. Or <laughs> the maybe guy, the, yeah. I guess the ring doesn't really matter because it's a third <laughs> third age thing. It would just be a bit weird. But yeah, 
Uh, the one thing that I will say that stands out to me in this, where I, it makes me like raise an eyebrow as far as like what the canon is, uh-huh. um, is Galadriel being in Numenor is super weird to me, and the idea okay. that she is friends. And Numenor with... is the land of of men, right? Yes, it's or one a, of them. It's a it's an island. Um, yeah, that is pretty far out to sea. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm assuming that either on the way there or because like what I could see happening at the beginning of the show like and this this one is what really helps me like piece a lot of things together I feel like while mm-hmm. also being my least favorite um is Galadriel is searching for something right whether it's yeah whatever this hidden darkness is or whatnot um, and she's going to all these different places, like these uh, icy areas. Um, some people thought that it was like literally the elves coming to Middle Earth mm. for the first time, but I, I don't believe it is. I think it's just them in the north somewhere. It's just, oh, here's a snowy place. I don't think it really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be anything that is actually canon. Super like huge. Like and known. Important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I doubt it would be anything from that. Um the only thing I could think of be is like literally the very first fortress of Morgoth that ends up being abandoned. Like it could be that, but basically mm-hmm. I think what happened with Galadriel, she's looking for something. So she's going everywhere. And when, when she's told by, uh, Celebrimbor, hey, like put down your sword or whatever. Right. It just kind of like makes her really double down. And so she goes to this crazy ice place. She goes and she's trying to, sail to maybe go check on and see how men are doing or something right like maybe Mm -hmm. something that she finds in the ice area makes her believe that men are in danger or something so then she goes to Numenor and then that's when like the storm happens or like she gets attacked by that big serpent and then she probably washes up in Numenor and then that's how she meets (laughs) that's how she meets the queen and and everybody and, and yeah yeah so definitely she's trying to like bring the races together i could see that being another reason of like hey i found some really fucked up shit like i found like maybe the remnants of some cultists of sauron and like i just, right. i found some really fucked up shit in the in the in the north and i really need to gather like i need to go see elrond and i need to go to fucking numenor and like yeah kind of try and bring people together yeah and i mean maybe she goes to elrond and they're like okay and our because we've seen elrond in Casa doom so maybe Elrond's like, all right, I'll go talk to the dwarves. You go talk to men and we'll try and like, we'll split up and we'll try and start to bring people together. And maybe that's what's happening. Well, yeah, well, she, at the beginning of the show, she should be with uh, Gilgalad and Elrond in the very mm-hmm. west, which is Linden, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is where the Grey Havens are, if anyone's familiar with that. So she should be near there, like in that, that not in the Grey Havens, but in that kingdom, yeah. right? Yeah, and then she travels with her husband. Which the fact that her husband isn't in anything, we literally don't even know like where Celeborn is. Uh, mm-hmm. Her and Celeborn are supposed to go to then. Um, I think it's called Aragian, and uh, that's where Celebrimbor makes his his kingdom, and it's actually right across from very close to Kazadum. And Celebrimbor has like a really cool relationship with dwarves. He's one of the like few elf and dwarf companions like pretty much in the entire legendarium like really the only other one of note is uh like listen gimli um and mm. so 
basically then she'll go there and I'm assuming, yeah, she'll try and figure out what's happening between like this second area and then in Aragian and then in, I'm assuming that feast that they have um, is in Aragian because I don't think that they would have a dwarf going all the way to Linden. So uh-huh. uh, I'm assuming that that's where that is. And so maybe Gilgalad comes with them or whatever. I what, One other thing that I think we haven't really talked about at all is the fact that there's hobbits in this. Some people, the Harfoots. Yeah, they're not hobbits. They're Harfoots. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, the hobbits aren't supposed to have done anything of note yet. And I don't think that they have to. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, uh, that's the point of hobbits. The, po- the point of hobbits is that they're just normal, everyday people. And that, like, as long as these normal, everyday people are doing good things, that makes the world a better place, right? And I think that that's mm-hmm. what the point of them is going to be. I don't think that there's going to be hobbits fighting orcs and shit. Like, I-, I-, I think that it's going to be, hey, here is this palate cleanser from the darkness. You know what I mean? Like... Hey, there's yeah. no and then also from like a marketing and money standpoint, obviously you should have hobbits in a Lord of the Rings thing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what a, a corporate executive is gonna be thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. From that hey, standpoint. Where's the hobbit? Yeah. Right. From, <laughs> from that standpoint, that also makes sense. But I also think that it will be cool to have essentially hobbits in, in the show and for it to be more of like a a palate cleanser and then like also i don't know uh, if you want to get into it now or if there was something else you want to talk about from this trailer but like what i'm assuming is either gandalf we'll talk about that in one second so the 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 one thing i'll say about the hardfoots that i'm excited for is like they've been described their storyline has kind of been described as uh rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead which if people don't know what that is it's uh i want to say oh god i want to say hamlet it's either I think it's Hamlet. Um, but uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are characters in Hamlet. Yeah. They're characters in Hamlet who like fucking go off at one point and they die. Like they leave the play and they're not seen again. I think they're killed. I think Hamlet has them executed or something. But uh, I can't totally remember. But the point is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is a like kind of comedy that was written later. That is... Rosencrantz and Guildenstern survive and come back to the story of Hamlet, but they're never on screen for Hamlet, right? So they're always like just a third off. party perspective. Yeah, they're they're like it's like here's a scene from Hamlet, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were just off in the corner where you couldn't see them doing yeah, something else. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of how they described the Harfoots because they're like, yeah, we know that the hobbits are supposed to be around at this point, so like they're kind of not, but also like they're kind of doing stuff in like yeah. the background, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that as like, like you said, a palate cleanser. All right, let's talk about Meteor Man. Um, lots of theories about who this could be. Definitely has to be a wizard in my opinion, especially from what we see in this trailer where they're like bending the trees in at one point. Yeah, um, I don't know that, that to me, it was really weird. It, it almost kind of felt like, uh, you know, when like in the movies, when Gandalf is like using his powers and the room kind of darkens mm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of gave me that Feels vibe. Like that. Yeah. So I have my copium answer for who this is. Okay. I don't know if you want to hear that first, hit, or if you hit, want to tell me who hit you me, think Hit me is. with your crazy tinfoil hat theory, Sean. This isn't so much crazy tinfoil hat. It's just the thing that would make me happiest. Okay, uh, okay. It's Sauron. Uh, I could see I, I hope that, it's but that completely, 
that just completely breaks everything in Lord of the Rings. I guess, but I, I just I think like I don't I so desperately don't want it to be Gandalf. Yeah. That I'm like <laughs> Well, and I could I could see where it's like, oh, the person you least expect it, because it's like people are expecting yeah. there to be Anatar and shit. Yeah. But with like him being cornered by these beasts and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Well, also like the I the the whole beginning plot of the of the third age is the Nazgul secretly looking for uh the one ring, right? Yeah. And he, yeah. he captures Smeagol and Smeagol tells him, Hey, it's in the Shire. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And the idea is that he has no idea where the Shire is and that he doesn't even know, like, wh- like what the hell is a Baggins? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, trying to ask Saruman, like, where they are, and then saying, oh, only Gandalf knows, but then not telling him that he actually has Gandalf captured, and then, uh, or that, like, Gandalf was just captured and then just escaped, and yeah. all this stuff, so... Well, I think that could also, I like, could... I think that could kind of be explained by them saying, like, these aren't hobbits. They're Harfoots, right? Like, this is different. Like, this isn't the Shire. This is just people that are like hobbits. But, like, I I, I think you could explain around that. I do agree that it would be messy. Yeah. It's probably not the best. I, I guess probably the best answer is a random blue wizard that isn't Gandalf. Yeah, but... I, could, I could see it being one of the blue wizards, which people don't know. The There's two blue wizards. If they just made it into one, I think that's fine as well. Because the blue wizards don't actually do anything in the entire Legendarium. Like... It's kind of just like, oh, maybe they did this, maybe they did that. Like, even Tolkien wasn't sure. He was like, maybe they were a force of good, maybe they were a force of evil, not sure. Yeah, if it's if it's not Gandalf, it can't be Saruman for the same reason that I feel like it can't be Sauron. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, yeah. Because he's not supposed to know, and like he doesn't have a relationship with them at all. And I just don't see why it would be Saruman. Like Gandalf, the only reason I could see <sighs> is because like somebody from corporate is like, "Hey, where's fucking Ian McKellen? Where, where's like, Gandalf? Yeah, you know, like he's got to like, say, you shall not pass." Yeah, I feel like like Christopher Lee, like obviously incredible in that role, but I don't yeah. think quite as iconic enough to the point where it'd be like, "Hey, throw him in there," you know, just to be in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think if it is Saruman, it doesn't really make sense even from like a full broad character perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. the idea that he is like taken in by these Harfoots and essentially probably nursed back to health and like given clothes and like just let into their lives. It wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense for him to then turn evil. You know what I mean? It would seem like a very big turn of character if they do end up showing that. But like at the same time, uh, like Gandalf's not supposed to be there for like thousands of years either. Uh (laughs) So I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's either a blue wizard, which I think would be cool because, because of the same reasons where we said like, they don't, like, not even Tolkien knew what they were doing, right? Yeah. So the idea, like, they did go there first. They're actually not supposed to show up for thousands of years as well, but I'm fine with it if it means that, oh, this is what they were doing, right? Like, giving them an idea, oh, this is what they could have done, or or something like that, right? I think that that and, would be cool. And, like, let's be real, like, we want some fucking wizards in this show, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. At least one, you know? Like, 
even if it's the bending canon a bit to bring him in, you know, this bends it the least and, you know, the like least the wizard I guess. trope comes from Lord of the Rings. You know yeah, what I mean? Or, like you gotta have it. <laughs> we want a dude that's going to stand in the corner in season three when Elrond and, you know, all the fuck and when everybody's fucking standing around and there's an old, old fucking haggard old man in the corner going, yes, well, I think maybe we should do that. You know, yeah. you fucking want that. Yeah. We just don't want it to be Gandalf. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I'm fine with it being anybody but Sauron or Saruman. If it's either of them, I'm kind of mad. Unless they give me, like, a really good explanation as to why, but I wouldn't assume that they would if they did do that. What if it's such a great twist at the end, though, that it's Sauron and he does some really fucked up shit to these hardfoots? (laughs) That's how goblins He's like, thank you for... He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, thanks for nursing me back to... uh, uh, where the and, hell uh, is I'm the gonna, ring? <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna need all of you guys um, when I take over the rest of Middle Earth. And they're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, Zoop! and they just all are like <laughs> mindless zombie monsters in the rest of the show. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think that about covers it. For me, at least. I don't know what else you've got. I don't know. Uh, I, I think with, obviously, it looks like Galadriel is the main character from the trailers. Yeah. And I think yeah. she will be for the beginning of the show. Yeah. I wouldn't expect her to be the main, main character throughout the whole show. Um, I would expect her to be throughout the whole show, like to be in it. But I don't know. I want mm. What I'm going to go into the show with is like an open mind that I'm not going to try and box them into any type of, it has to be like this, it has to be like that. Um, as long as it's keeping to basically what happens, right? Um, I think if they completely change what Sauron does, I think that's really weird. But then anything else out of that, I think is fine. Like if they were to switch characters, like, oh, hey, instead of it being this king of men that does this, instead, it's a like general of men so that we can have this thing that happens happen at the same time as these other things. And yeah, like, for example, like, uh, Isildur is going to be in the show yeah. like he's already been cast and everything he's not even We've supposed to be trailer. he's not even supposed to be born yet like he yeah. like for yeah. hundreds and thousands of years literally so yeah. he he's born towards the end of the third age and now like when you think of, there, there's going to be something that they bring up and is brought up always in all of tolkien's work is that men are mortal and elves are immortal but these mm. men, the Numenorians, live to be hundreds of years old. So it's not the okay, same thing. Okay, so they thing. can last a while. Yeah, it's not the exact same thing as... And they're Numenorians. Like, they're pure... Like, there's going to be some that are pureblood Numenorians, and then there's going to be some, like, well, yeah, cause fucking, lesser men. But, like, pureblood Numenorians... Because Aragorn was old as fuck, and he was, yeah. he was descended from Numenor, right? Right, but he's, like, descended, descended. And, like, as... Yeah. Like, they were blessed by, like by capital g god to have long life right like they still have a long life it just when you think about it relative to literally never dying of old age it is completely different so if there is like some characters that are supposed to be like they age up as it goes on or whatever and you're like how the hell is this guy like still alive and he's hundreds of years old if they end up doing something like that they do end up doing some time jumps, which I could see them doing mm-hmm. in between seasons because I think that's kind of like a perfect time to do that. Mm-hmm. To like for it to not completely break your sense of like canon and logic and stuff. These men yeah. do live for hundreds of years, so we'll 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 see. 
I, I'm fine with them moving events and what people say and what people do around. I think if just the general thing that ends up happening happens, I think that will be fine. And as far as like all of these like new characters, uh, I'm excited because it's it's something that like I don't want to just go into this show and just see literally what happens in the books and stuff page for page, bar for bar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, having these new characters adds in that sense of mystery. Um, and I think some of these characters are supposed to be minor characters, but that show you this is what the average person was like when all this yeah. crazy <laughs> stuff is happening that's completely literal world bending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. the earth is flat and then the earth becomes round. Like, that's going to happen <laughs> in this show. Literally world bending things. So, I'm excited and I'm glad that there's going to be two episodes to start so we can talk about it and, uh, yeah, well, really dive in. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, what was your favorite trailer? What was your what what stood out to the most to you guys? Um, and uh, if you think we're stupid and dumb, let us know as well. Exactly, let um, us know. Obviously, a lot of things I'm gonna say throughout this are going to be wrong because I'm not sitting here with all of the information in front of me. Well, you don't have but the wiki like every wiki page open on your computer I mean, right now i do have a wiki page open but <laughs> you need all of them uh if i get something wrong it's not going to be out of malice yeah yeah like. i'm not i don't have some sinister plot i'm just a guy who likes lord of the rings and can't remember five billion pages of text and lore <laughs> off the top of my head so yeah bear with me i'm gonna try and add some more flavor and backstory and stuff to this but feel free to point out when I say some name wrong or something. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to just throw in, like, I don't know if you've seen over the last day or two, um, <clears throat> it sounds like critics have started to see the first two episodes. Mm, okay. Um, and I just, I mean, the reactions are, like, very, very, very high praise. So I'm, mm. I'm excited to watch. Yeah, um, we'll see. I'm going to take those with a grain of salt for sure. Yeah. Um... But I also, also really dislike people who are just outwardly oh, like super negative and nitpicking every single thing that's being done. I think that that's pretty cringe mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and literally goes against the thing that a lot of people say. Like, I don't know if you saw like in a bunch of the trailers where the, the comments got disabled. Yeah. Where it's like literally a quote where it's like evil can not create anything and only has the power to destroy type thing. I think that that's literally doing the exact same thing that people are saying. And I get that something like the Lord of the Rings and the Legendarium is something that a lot of people have a huge connection to and that want to see be done. And thankfully through like, you know, like Peter Jackson and stuff and the people at like what a workshop and all these people are trying to be as I can't think of what the term is, but like, obviously this is not being done in the same exact way. And I think it can't be because it's a TV show. And then also it's like when game when 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 shows like Game of Thrones exist, it's going to have a change to the pop culture. Everything that yeah. when Lord of the Rings movies came out, it completely changed pop culture. Same thing, ha like it, not to the same degree, but a lot of things want to be Game of Thrones right now. Even though the last season apparently sucked, I have no idea. I've never watched it, but <laughs> I think that going into it with an open mind and Obviously, there's going to be beautiful visuals. We'll see how the writing is. 
We'll see what's changed. And I think there will be things that we like that are not canon at all. And so I think it'll be fun to go through, see, talk about. I'm just excited to see this beautiful, beautiful world brought to the screen. I'm I'm ecstatic as well. I This is a great time to be like a fan of fantasy with I mean, mm-hmm. like, you just talked about Game of Thrones House of the Dragon is airing right now, and I've seen the first episode. I think it's pretty good so far. Uh, I'm very excited for this. So, you know, being a fantasy fan, it's good. It's good. It's good for you right now, you know? Yeah. Uh, I want to, I'm going to go ahead and start plugging things. Uh, right off the bat, I want to say our cover art was done by our very good friend, Alex, who's absolutely incredible you should go follow them on twitter juiced uh the link to follow them is going to be in the episode description but i'm also just it's at alx underscore big boy which is b-e-e-g-b-o-i but uh there will also be a link in the description um you should go follow uh even though the music is not actually in this episode hopefully it will be uh in an episode soon yeah uh, you guys should go follow (laughs) at fabio the iguana uh, that's uh, you can figure that out at Fabio the Iguana. There's also going to be a link to his Twitter account on um, in the episode description and whatever else he might want us to throw in there. Uh, but corked, uh, you'll know that as soon as the actual music, which hopefully next week you'll be able to hear that. Yeah. Um, I guess one other thing we should say is that like this one is very just us. It's a kind of like long winded kind of rambly. Yeah. Uh, don't expect every episode of it. Like, if you made it all the way here, oh my oh, yeah. god! Like, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The next, the next episodes will be bangers, dude. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> like, this one's very <laughs> long. This episode was pretty good we too. Don't, we don't have a lot to even go off. Of. We have like five minutes of footage, and we we yeah. stretched it out into what it is right now. But I th- yeah, I think we did a good job. But expect the next episodes to be a bit more like segmented or mm-hmm. have a bit more flow. We kind of were just talking about you know get to know us and what yeah. we think the show's going to be about and we're just excited to be nerds with other nerds you know exactly jason is there any bear that you'd like to uh direct people personally i mean uh depending on what you're listening to this on um you know we have a whole bunch of other podcasts on our podcast network um if you go to super spike getty bros on youtube um that's where the Uh, video for this will be going up um as well as you know checking out our other podcasts uh we you know sean is on one called uh, squid pro quo talking about squid games and that will be a cover in the next season when that comes out eventually Mm -hmm. um we have a kingdom hearts one we have a a marvel tier list one so go check it out if you if you like the podcast and uh want more of me and sean and uh yeah yeah and there's also a discord which i will have a link to join in the description as well uh that is where definitely jump in there and like jason was saying earlier like there's a channel in there for uh discussion on both uh rings of power and this podcast specifically uh so like what we want to do is every week you know you watch the episode you tell us what you thought about the episode like the episode of the show like you know episode one of rings of power or whatever tell us what you thought we probably won't get to talking about like that when we cover the episode, but the week after, cause we're going to be recording like less than 24 episodes, uh, uh, less than 24 hours after the episode drops. But right. Week after that, when we're covering the next episode, we might start off by reading some of your guys' thoughts on the last episode. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think that will be fun. Me personally, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. I do a ton of podcasts and everything that I do is kind of just ends up on there. Um, 
but yeah, like, uh, like Jason said, uh, Twitter is at Spike Getty Bros for this podcast network and just on YouTube, Super Spike, uh, Super Spike Getty Bros. Links for everything, like I said, in the description. Yeah, if you don't um, know how to say, if you don't know how to type in Super Spike Getty Bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your 11 C's later and uh, we'll see you for second breakfast uh, next week. Bye.